Financial Cash Talks with Jackie Stewart. Financial Cash Talks podcast will deal with the issues that affect you, breaking down the barriers that prevent us all from discussing social, cultural or religious issues. With interviews from those with real life stories and how they overcame their financial situations, as well as professionals to guide you if your goal is to better manage your finances. So let's get talking with Financial Cash Talks. So hello everyone and welcome to another podcast, Financial Cash Talks. So today I'm with the author of It's All Your Money, Claire Walters. Claire, do you want to say hi? Hi everyone, Claire Walters here. (laughs) Excellent. So Claire Walters is the author of two books, It's All Your Money and DIY Accounting in Seven Days. Claire, tell us about your background. Are you from an accounting background? I am Jackie. Hi, thank you for inviting me here. Um, It's great to be here. Um, Yes, I am an accountant. Um, I have been, uh, I think, over 20 odd years now uh, working as a management accountant for various industries and sectors. And um, I am also a debt queen. And that means queen of the debt, not actually the, the solution to it actually <laughs> oh my god you need to talk about that one some more we'll come back to that one debt queen i like that queen. Okay. excellent so before we go into that and actually what the book's about what made you write the books so um, first of all let's start with the first one you wrote which is diy accounting in seven days why did you write that book Um, Because I was sort of moving out from being an accountant and moving into other projects and I decided to take my knowledge and put it down on paper so that other people could benefit from it because um, I wanted something like that years ago when I was studying, when I was a junior, a trainee, something that was more proactive and practical, that's simple to understand. Mm. And I didn't want like five years of uh, qualifications. I just wanted something that I could just pick up, look at the main things, what's necessary. That's it and just move on excellent and so now you've got you're just about has it been released yet or published yet your second book it's all your money it's all your money has been published now um it was out it's a new rendition now that's uh, coming out an updated version of it um so yes it's um exciting it's, yes it is exciting times actually um yes so it's available on amazon now so tell us give us a quick overview of what it's all your money is about um, it's all your money is it was born out of me actually um, being in debt so many years ago um, it was just spiraling you know and I and I couldn't get myself out of it and I I tried to rob Peter to pay Paul and that still wasn't working um, and then I became evasive with the bills and the letters and sort of tucked them away hoping it went away um, and when that didn't happen um you know, one day a friend just said to me, look, let me sit here and open some of your mail with you. And I opened it and realised it wasn't as bad as mm. I'd thought it was. Mm. So um, little by little, we went out and um, put them all together and realised instead of it looking like 600 debts, it's probably six. Um, and to tackle them, mm. um, I just spoke to the creditors um, and just speaking to the creditors helped me. So this is really um, timely, right, this book, because obviously with COVID, um, a lot of people haven't been working or been made redundant. And so obviously debt's going to be building up for people. So it's really timely. So in the book, what's the steps so that you talk people through? Um, the first thing that 
I think people should do is actually actually do you know what I'm going to reverse that let's let's actually let's talk about the debt queen because you, <laughs> you mentioned that so let's why and how and who is that name come across <laughs> how did the debt queen happen well the the debt queen um, got excited when she got uh, her, her salary increased and the bank manager invited her around for tea and coffee back in those days and mm-hmm. I didn't even think there was a bank manager Manager, to be honest with you. Hold on, you got invited round for today. I did. So what was I doing? Well, I didn't like owing anything at that time, so mm-hmm. I was quite good with my money. It all just went in the account and only sort of spent a little bit, left a little bit behind, you know, for just in case. I was quite cautious the way I managed my money because um, I didn't think that I was worthy of getting anything more than what I actually had. Right. So one day um you know when my salary increased um and the bank manager sort of his eyes spun and decided that we were now friends and he invited me around the back for some tea and coffee and i, I felt quite privileged round the back round the mm. back you know <laughs> <laughs> and um so um yeah so he spoke to me and he sort of said to me you look do you know that you could get this card and you can get this loan and we can do this and that for you and and I thought this was um absolutely amazing and I thought wow and when I saw the amount of figures you know and I thought well I don't actually need any money more money at the moment but this sounds good and I said I'll think about it because it was a bit scary but Mm. I thought about it um you know and he chased a bit and then I just said yes thank you for the credit cards thank you for the loans I didn't know what I wanted them for Mm. and I thought I'll just keep it there just just in case one day a rainy day comes but um no I didn't keep it there I actually went on a a happy spend yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so I just you know little by little I started getting you know traveling around I just eating out at very expensive places buying more expensive clothes buying things that you know far exceeded my current income and I went you know flowed into the um the 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 bank overdraft into took the loans went crazy on the credit cards and then imagine that right so you were managing it well before yes and it was actually the bank manager yes yeah so now I do remember those days yeah (laughs) when yeah they would throw everything at you yes and I was taking it and you just took it and I just took it yeah which happens to a lot of people right yeah because you sort of you you enjoy the spending because it's Mm -hmm. like this uh bottomless cash pit that you Mm -hmm. could just have Mm -hmm. but you forget that at some point or another you're gonna have to pay this money back and some and some Mm -hmm. okay so um the and some was the problem because Mm -hmm there is something that people never understand is the devil called compound interest yes okay yes and that works really really well for you mm-hmm. when you put your savings exactly. down exactly and really against you when it's when you owe some money exactly. so you become a slave basically basically to compound interest and it didn't make sense to me so i'm thinking oh you owe like fifty thousand pounds and i'm going to pay x amount this month and why is it not going down yeah so it so was ex- yeah i was going to say so just for, for a few of our listeners that may not understand compound interest explain that so compound interest is interest that's paid upon what's outstanding. Mm. So, for example, if you owed £10 and the compound interest rate was 10%, mm-hmm. then you would own not... It would be the £10 mm-hmm. plus the 10% of that, which is a pound, yeah. 
So you now owe 11. That's what your outstanding is, 11. Mm-hmm. So next time it will be like 12 and 13. Yeah, so you're paying interest you're on paying interest, interest and the on top of interest yeah. and interest on top of interest on top of interest. Yeah, yeah. So that's the sort of the, the devil you don't want to get into. Um, yeah. You know, so, um, so I got myself into a real mess and... You know, it got so scary. I, I, I kind of just put my hands over my eyes and tucked my head in like a tortoise because I couldn't see a way out. Right. So tell us about that. Tell us about so, that's a dark place. And I know it is for for many people. Yes. Yes. What's the emotions that happens when that, that comes up when that's happening? And also you talked about not wanting to open the bills. That's a very real situation for a lot of people. So well, it takes you into a really fearful place and a, 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 a place of um, a, a place of loss. Uh, you're you're frightened and there's no re- return and it can take you into a very depressive state. Mm. So, I mean, you don't want to even acknowledge that this debt, is there because you have no idea how to to get out of it and it's just the more you're ignoring it the more it's spiraling when i'm trying to pay it off it was still spiraling yeah yeah so it's almost like a helpless situation it was it was it was awful you know and even the way i um got into that i i thought you know this is like a dangler like you didn't need it i earned enough money at the time my lifestyle was fine um i didn't need this money but it was such a dangling carrot bit hard to resist and when you sort of take a little bit of it thinking well i'm gonna be good i'm just gonna take that and then i'm gonna pay back that so this should all be fine and you probably do for the first one or two times and then after that it's like oh this is growing bigger and then it's spiraling and then you think oh i'll just leave it and i'll sort it out later but later's too late Mm. so when it got me in that mess and um and then i started avoiding you know opening the mail and start tucking it aside i'll look at it all next weekend but the next weekend never arrived you know and a great friend you know said look let me sit with you and um go through this i said oh no i'll do this you know another time and yeah, she was really good. And we sat down and we ripped them through and I put them in piles. Mm. And whereas there were so many, I mean, there was piles, really? you know, there was piles. Wow. And it just looked like in my head that, you know, there was like 60 million bills and mm. debts, you know. Um, but when we put them in, it's just, they're chasing the same ones, chasing the right, same, like... Yeah. So it was repeat letters. It was just repeat yeah. letters. And um, so I managed to get them into a pile. And, um, and then I, I went to... Um, I went to one of those uh, debt management people, um, oh, yeah. that was years mm-hmm. ago, and they said to me, oh, shall we um, contact them for you? And I sort of went home and I thought, well, how are these people able to contact these people? Why can't I just do that myself? Because mm, they know? charge for that. Some of them charge for that, right? Some of them, yes, yeah. they do, yeah. yes. And um, so I ended up, um, they, they helped me with some of them, and then I decided to get a bit more ruthless mm. and started ringing them myself. So then I thought, well, he was able that debt, company yeah. to get me from paying 500 a month yeah. to 100 a month yeah why can't i do the same thing and reduce it yeah exactly. so i ended up ringing them up and saying hey look instead of asking the question i told them what i was going to do mm-hmm. because i thought you're getting nothing from me mm-hmm. so if you want me to clear this debt then you're going to have to reason both ways it's going to have to be a two-way thing here mm-hmm. so i rang them up and said hey I'm paying £100 to you each month uh, for this debt. Unfortunately, you're not the only um, creditor that I've got. And I really want to be more responsible and clear through my stuff. But unfortunately, my income 
doesn't allow me to do that. So yeah. here's what I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you mm. a pound, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pay you a pound. Yes, I know I owe you thousands, but yeah. I'm going to pay you a pound. And I'm going to pay each of my other creditors a pound. Yeah. And what I will do, we can review this in three to six months. And if my current situation changes, mm-hmm. then I'll pay you um, more. And we can look at this again. And I was shocked when some of them said, okay. Wow, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because they're thinking, she's making contact, we're getting something, and then there's a promise of clearing this debt. Mm -hmm. Other than that, Mm -hmm. she wasn't making any contact, and we weren't getting anything. So along the route, that went fine. I was, like, excited. I could breathe. And then um, some of them... So hold on. Let's just go back a bit to... So the turning point for you was a friend. Is that what you would say? Yes, yes. A friend's just, like, a very good friend. Yeah, and that friend was just like, let me sit down with you and go through this with you yes were you feeling embarrassed at the time for this friend to know your debts or to know that you even had debts didn't battle was it that good a friend that it didn't matter it didn't matter good. that friend's right. like my sister so okay. she, she's very yeah very close and i can just speak to her about anything really and she's not really that judgmental so what so in that situation what would you would so obviously some people may not have that close friend or they may feel that they're embarrassed and they don't want people to know how bad their debts are what do you think could be a turning point for them i know you're not um a psychotherapist or anything like that but but just on a practical level i mean i think does your book talk about that at all yes yes right brilliant um so the first thing i think i would advise anyone to do is to gather the mail that's the first thing Mm -hmm. you know do it step by step don't bother trying to do everything today just in one day window out for yourself an hour and the only thing you're going to do with that hour is to open the mail Mm -hmm. and sort them in piles right Mm -hmm. that's it that's it okay Mm -hmm. so and the second step i would then say if you can still do it afterwards or the following day, mm-hmm. get a pen and paper, mm-hmm. write down the headings of each of those debts, the reference numbers yeah. on each of them, and how much you owe. Yeah, I saw that example in your book. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Excellent. So once they've, they've done that, so it gives you clarity and you can breathe because yeah. this, this, this 60 million debts with 60 billion pounds in there turns out to be six debts with... Yeah. Five thousand or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, not you know. as bad as people once thought. No. And the, the the key, as you're saying, is tackle it, but to take it in small steps. Absolutely. So it's not too overwhelming. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Okay. So back to you. So you contacted the creditors. Yes. Right. Okay. And we had um, many of them that said yes for my pounds, mm-hmm. and then there was some like on your bike basically yeah and i was like i was still negotiating with negotiating with the ones that said on your bike mm-hmm. you know i um what i done was like well i can't afford to give you 500 so yeah. it's either this or it's going to be nothing because mm-hmm. there's nothing else i can do for you mm-hmm. and so they said okay we're going to do a means test of you and we'll get back to you and i said okay so they did and it got reduced. So instead of it being a pound, I had to pay ten pounds. Right. Fine. So yeah. yeah. So it, it that Excellent. worked for me because it meant instead of me trying to 
to, to race up with trying to find, you know, 1800 pounds a month trying to clear the debts. I still got to live. I still need to, you know, so, um, so what happened was it was reduced down to like under a hundred pounds for all of the debts. Excellent. And Mm -hmm. what it done, it, it, it gave me a breathing space. Yeah. It took the pressure off of me. I felt like I was, something was happening because you're more in control. I was more in control Mm -hmm. of the debt and myself. And, um, and some of them froze the interest as well. Okay. Because I'd actually communicated with them. So no more compounding. So there's no more compounding. <laughs> hey. The devil had to die. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so yeah. So um, yeah. So there's no more compounding. So um, so now for me, I knew what I'd actually done before was I actually took twenty percent of my total monthly income mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I allocated that purely to debt to debts, yeah 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 mm-hmm. so no matter what or how much the debt was only 20% of my income was mm-hmm. going to go towards debt and did you work out that percentage based on other outgoings or did you just say I'm just going to average 20% no I just talk whatever I so this is my um, this is what my salary yeah. is at this moment, and there's all my little things, my little entrepreneurial stuff mm-hmm. on the side. Yeah. But let's work with the salary, yeah, because that's but stable. What I'm saying is, was it just a why did you say twenty percent or not thirty percent for argument's sake? No, because I think um, I thought you should put away ten percent of mm-hmm. your savings, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. and then you should. For me, mm-hmm. you know, my background, I do ten percent of tithing, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was going to stick that aside. Yeah. that's twenty. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to take twenty percent because I want to clear this as best as I can but I don't want to leave myself hungry and without right yeah so I'll take 20% for debt because I really want this thing to go down as quickly as possible yeah so if, you worked out pretty much roughly your other outgoings is what yes, I'm getting to yes and then that's where the percentage would have come from yeah because I think for some people they may only be able to do 10% right that's fine thing. exactly that's fine and some can do 30 yes right so it's based on your personal yes. situation yes brilliant excellent that's really cool so the book so so tell us what else so i know the book talks about debts and it talks about people actively contacting their creditors themselves also yes which is really good and then so what's the other side of that so what lessons first of all did you learn just with that situation what are the lessons that you learned once you came out the other end Yes. Have you come out the other end, Claire? Yes. I know you have. I'm just <laughs> what what would you have said to your younger self or to the person who went and had that meeting with the bank manager? Live within your means. Right. Okay. Absolutely live within your means. Whatever it is, like old school, like our parents, you know, they'd put aside what they need money aside to get whatever it is they budget, want. Budget, 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 budget. Absolutely. You know, I think for me now, it's like you have to live like you know, my father always said it's not the amount of money that you receive Mm-mm. it's the amount of money that you save yeah and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for anyone to be continuously working mm-hmm. month after month and not putting something aside right so for me 10 percent goes aside mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. and even if you know it's a bit of a rough month 10 percent has to go aside yeah that's that pay yourself first you right? have to pay yourself yeah. first yeah. absolutely it's that yeah. you're a bill too yeah you know and it's non-negotiable absolutely you know so i always make sure that there's something a saving account mm-hmm. that you put away your 10% so and then and so you're now like for me after I'd finished clearing out all of those um debts the other 20% that I was uh 
giving away yeah. is now back mine right so exactly yeah, yeah. so, so I didn't just go and start spending again or whatever no. it's like well I managed to save 20% or to put to allocate 20% to my debts so now my debts are cleared I'm still going to take that 20% but now I'm going to save that 20% yes absolutely so you save it goes towards yeah. your, your 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 pot now yeah. um your saving pot and when your saving pot hits whatever it is you've got in your head as a safety thing for me I started with three months and I thought as long as I've got three months yeah. of my monthly income yeah. okay because yeah. in case I lose a job it gives me three months to mm-hmm. get some money mm-hmm. yours might be six months yeah so once you've hit that safety thing yeah. everything else after that mm-hmm. goes goes into another pot mm-hmm. So that pot, I call it the investment pot. Absolutely. Okay. So it, nothing comes out of that investment pot. Yeah. Okay. It's, I call it the parents, mm-hmm. okay, in that pot. And the only time that anything comes out is if it's going to have babies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you never take a penny out there unless that penny is going to bring you back something. Right. Yeah. Okay. Investment. More than what you, you put in. Yeah. So that's the investment. So that's the thing. The first thing is keep get yourself out of debt. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, you know, to, to start your savings. Mm-hmm. And um, the third thing is to, to, to go into investments, to put aside yes. so that you're ready. So it doesn't mean you have to run around looking for stocks and shares and investments. Mm-hmm. It just means you create an investment pot mm-hmm. so that you are available uh, when investments come your yeah, way yeah, yeah. yeah so so that way you make more money so I've had people come to me and say hey look we're going to do this we need this amount are mm-hmm. you interested mm-hmm. so then I was able to take some money out of there and go yes I've got this put yes. this in and that's created the babies yeah absolutely excellent I love that I love the way you describe that creating the babies really, <laughs> really good definitely um so clear. Tell me. So, what what do you say to the person who comes to you and says, "Well, actually, I have nothing to save. I've, you know, my salary just about covers my expenses, or there's nothing to put away." What would you say to that person? I would say to that person that they actually can find a seed, and everyone can find a seed. They can find the seed from the coffee that they're buying every day, mm. going on to work. You know, they can find the seed from the car wash company. They could have washed that car themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if they think about like the birthday cards that they buy for all their friends and stuff, they can go to that one place and buy, you know, 10 of those for that amount rather than spending three ninety nine per per card. Mm-hmm. Um they can find it perhaps if they gave up some of the alcohol and the cigarettes mm-hmm. as well and cut down on some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they could find seed money in there as well. Um, so what you're hair. basically saying to me is now then they need to look at their expenses. Absolutely. Look at what they're spending. Absolutely. And that's part of in the book as well. So tell so. me about that. So we have to take a look at all the stuff and where you waste your money um, mm. because you're looking for this seed money to start this um, savings. Right. And um, and everybody's got some because, um, you know, I was horrified when I actually did this for, for myself some years ago um, and I decided to keep a note with a little half a pencil and a little bit of paper in my bag mm-hmm. and everything that I spent from morning till night, I recorded it. it right. The absolutely. <laughs> I used to do a workshop um, at children's centres and I did the same thing. It was a four week workshop, and what I would get people to do is that the first week when they started with me, they had to write down what they thought they spent mm-hmm. on certain mm-hmm. items. Then they had to every week for the four weeks keep a diary or, like you said, a notepad, pen, paper, and pen. And every time they bought something, keep the receipt, add it all up each week. 
yeah yeah and at the end of the four weeks we would compare what they thought they spent with what they actually really spent yeah and you talked about the coffee seed that's a big one right people spent used to spend so much on coffee and when they added it up they were astonished it's incredible i mean people are spending 60 pounds um, a month mm-hmm. on um, coffees in the morning that mm-hmm. they've got coffee in their house mm-hmm. you know they can get a flask, flask yeah. and, <laughs> make that that. and take it in there yeah. you know I, I remember myself because um, one of the things I do I love fine dining I love mm-hmm. eating out mm-hmm. and you know somebody said to me how much do you think you spend per month mm-hmm. you know on eating out and I was like do you know what I probably spend quite a lot I reckon I probably spend about 170 200 pounds a month on eating out mm-hmm. when I done this little uh, exercise, t- exercise yeah. and looked at it I was spending seven eight hundred pounds if not a wow. thousand on eating out wow I nearly fell over and then things like um sending Chinese you know back then to my house and <laughs> stuff <laughs> Probably not much. Maybe I say about twenty quid a week. You know, somebody mm-hmm. doing Chinese again. Another one, seventy pounds a week on wow, Chinese. Wow. I was horrified. Yeah. You know, there's there's things that um, it's a good exercise to do. It's yeah. excellent. And then another one I did, and I used to do every year at the beginning of January was join the gym. And mm-hmm. you know, and my memberships could be anything. They could be forty nine pound to ninety nine pound. And I pop in there all enthusiastic in January for twice. And, by February. and then <laughs> but, but forget February. You know, like before. <laughs> January's so I was done like <laughs> and so, so the whole year you know could be spending anything like a hundred pounds a month yeah. or fifty pounds a month you that know could be so going to your savings that could have been going to my savings so we've all got something that we like doing have a look at how much uh, often that you're spending on your nails and getting it redone because you've broken it how much on your hair and what bits you could done for yourself out of this you mm-hmm. know like those who are hiring cleaners in their houses mm-hmm. you know how often you need to do that or can you do it yourself yeah. you know so the whole purpose here is to find find some seed money to start your saving because it's really important yeah to have something you can't live with zero yeah because i mean a lot of people would have been caught out with with the covid oh pandemic. gosh yeah there you go because we talk about rainy days but we don't talk about rainy months no <laughs> <laughs> we don't. I mean, when i received budget you know, i'm like yeah put something away for a rainy day you yeah. know the washing machine might break down you know or the roof might whatever and you might not have adequate insurance blah 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 but no one talks about rainy months no right? uncle covid and auntie corona yeah, yeah they'll no, take everything you've got you're absolutely right um so tell me so summarize the book or what you want people to leave what's the what's the one thing or things that you want people to go away with or get and understand in summary from the book? Um, The one thing that I would say to people I'd want them to take away is that they need to become the master of their money. If not, they... (laughs) They need to become the master of their money. Yes. Excellent. They have to become the master. Go on, tell me. Or they will become the slave. Yeah, right. Okay. So you'll either be... I really like that. I'm sorry, Claire, but I'm going to use that sometimes. You can do that. You have my full permission. You'll either become the master of your money or you'll become a slave. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's really good, Claire. Thank you so much. So let everyone know how they can get hold of the book. Where is it being sold? You can get hold of the book on Amazon at the moment. Um, Yes, amazon.co.uk. 
it's all your money. Don't forget the apostrophe in the it's. Yeah. All it's, your money, Claire Walters. Absolutely. So, guys, don't become, I mean, become a master to your money no, and not slave. A slave. Don't become yeah, a don't slave. Yeah, don't become a slave to your, your money. money. You want to master it, become a master to your money. And and it is it will be one or the other, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it will be one or the other. <laughs> absolutely. Excellent. Thank you so much, Claire. That's really, really good. Lots of information there for people. And guys, look, go out and get this book. It's going to help you. And if it's not for you, gift it for somebody else. We all know somebody who could do with the information in the book to change their life. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast, Jackie. It's all my pleasure. Thank you. Bye, -bye. Bye, everyone. So remember everyone, Financial Cash Talks is all about us as a community and how we handle cash. That's communities acquiring the skills to handle money.